Hey, it's Farah. You are listening to Face the Fearless. It is 10.49 in the morning on Tuesday, November 9th. How you doing? It's been a while. There's been a lot going on. Internal, external, in between, upside down, all around, just a lot. You know, I told you in the last one, you know, this is that season of change and transformation, death, rebirth. Life is a constant cycle of that, but it always feels amplified during fall. The trees, the wind, the rain. It all communicates the same message back to us. Let it go so you can let it grow. I got some feedback from a friend of mine who listened to some of my podcasts that the audio has been kind of quiet. So if you've experienced that too, I apologize and I'm testing a new setup today. So we will see how this goes. I mean, it's funny I say that because I never listen to these before I upload them. I'm just like, whoop, go. But I think I'm going to start doing that. Maybe. It's hard to listen to your own voice. Especially if you have a lot of voices in your head. (laughs) Um, And you hear yourself talk to yourself all day long. Just like sit and listen especially to something you've created uh, that you may feel protective of or, you know, embarrassed of somehow, like putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. It's a challenge. I got to see my sister yesterday and um, we went to the Thought Experiment Laboratory. It's a cool place. You can go there anytime you want. There's no judgment there. There's no promises. It's just a place to explore. Because there are countless possibilities and even more probabilities in life. And sometimes you just need to go sit down at a desk or stare up at the ceiling or the sky or whatever and just get it all out of your brain. So in the thought experiment laboratory yesterday, I performed some experiences, experiences, ha, experiments on um, self-worth and came up with a, a year plan. And I'm so funny, you know, it's like I, 
I believe everything I say should be set in stone. It's very hard for me to give myself that grace and forgiveness, being like, mm, no, I changed my mind. Hence the importance of the thought experiment laboratory. But um, I did it today. I guess I should explain what it is. Um, so I am committed to, for the next 12 months, starting today, for 10 minutes each day, focusing on the topics that are separated out within groups of two, each lasting two months. So for November and December, Leading into the first bit of January, I am focusing on boundaries and self-forgiveness. And I woke up this morning, I slept in, and then I realized immediately, I'm like, wow, setting boundaries would be really difficult today. I really don't want to have to focus on that. And then I flipped a coin because, you know, I thought it'd be easier to uh, let the fates decide, so to speak. It's actually quite fun, too, because you get to put the... Um, perspective in when you're flipping the coin. You already know which one you want to do, but I'm still, you know, going to go with the coin. And of course, I said heads is boundaries and tails is self-forgiveness. And I flipped the coin three times and each time it was heads. <laughs> so, yes, I worked on boundaries today. Um, God, it's been like almost two months since I sat down and recorded. Um, and since those two months, I've been... I've been in a really dark place. I was in a really rough patch for most of October. And while in that rough patch, I was there for a lot of people. Because, you know, when we help others, it helps us feel better about ourselves, too. Sometimes in a toxic way, you know, like helping them gives us some sort of validation for our existence. But um, it also felt good to do things for other people and be there for them while I was hurting and don't get me wrong a lot of people were there for me too oh my god I can't even begin to explain all the ways they were there um, but you know so I'm really bad at saying no even when I'm ex like exhausted beyond all belief and I need to you know, say I need to take the day for myself and I really got to focus on my health and well-being right now. No, I, you know, don't have the energy for that right now. It's really hard for me to say. It's really hard to say no. So I wrote down a couple different ways to express those kinds of boundaries, which is, you know, something I said I was going to be doing way back in April when I started my bullet journal process, which... I think I've mentioned a few times, I basically every day draw out my own trackers and, you know, kind of create this little setup that helps me see where I'm at and what I'm focusing on. And, you know, there's, I track how much food I eat because I'm really bad at eating. I track how much sleep I get. I track my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual energy levels. You know, there's, it's a very good way to keep yourself, you know, aware of your progress, to look back at who you've been becoming, and uh, 
so in the bullet journal, I wrote down, you know, five phrases that were different ways of saying, like, no, I need to focus on me. It actually felt pretty empowering. And, um, you know, I had a hard time getting up this morning. It was one of those nights of sleep where dreams feel so much more than just a dream. Like everything that you're experiencing within that dream feels so real that when you wake up, you're kind of like shell-shocked because your surroundings don't look like the last thing you saw. You know, some dreams I have are like fantasy level, you know, like they're up in space or underwater or in the jungle or, you know, Sahara Desert, all these types of planes of experience and visuals and whatnot. But this was like, I was in my, my neighborhood that I live in now. And then it always morphs to this weird combination of my childhood home and where I went after I graduated high school. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like the street that I grew up walking up and down with my friends all throughout middle and high school. And then, you know, the, the hills and where I lived when I was studying in 2015 through 2016. And I lived there for a couple more years. It was a... It was an interesting time. One of those times where it's like, if you knew me back then, no, you didn't. <laughs> I don't know who she was. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in the dream. So, you know, I'm realizing I got I to gotta be really careful with what I let myself absorb and observe. Um... And sometimes, you know, TV is good for that. Like, it, it takes you out of your brain. It gives you a little distraction. You know, sometimes audiobooks just don't, you know, fit the bill. You need, like, a visual. And uh, that's what I needed last night. So I went on Netflix, which is, like, I don't do that anymore. I used to watch Netflix all the damn time. And then, you know, you go through your transformation and all these things, and you realize, like, what happens in Hollywood. And you just, like, can't look at the characters on the TV screen the same way anymore. You see what trauma has been inflicted onto them and how that creates their character development that they can portray in the certain story. Like, if you know, you know. But So I, I was looking, and, you know, first of all, I want to have a talk with the person who <laughs> creates most of these, um, you know, like movie posters that are the things that you see that you, you know, before you click on the movies or the TV show to get more... Uh, details and information like some of these are just like come on man you didn't even put any thought into that like it's just I don't know maybe I'm being judgmental because I'm a creative and I think of all of my ways that I experience creativity and whatnot I could do it better but you know there 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 was a scene in this movie that I watched last night that should have been the fucking movie poster for this and it wasn't and I'm bummed but anyway it was a good story. Um, it's called, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. <laughs> Guess you can see why I picked the, picked the movie because the title. Pretty interesting story. Um, you know, with most like TV and movies, they've got to like put some epic fight scene or, you know, incredibly intimate, in, intricate and intimate, you know, sex or love story in there to get people to watch it. You know, there wasn't 
too much like gore or whatever, but it was a pretty like dramatic ending. Um, but the moral of the story really struck a chord at me. And so basically long, like long story short to summarize the plot, this woman is like kind of like shit on by the universe, you know, like it shows her in this parking lot and she's trying to walk past this car that's pulling out. And every time she takes a step, you know, the car inches out more and then she backs up in the car, like backs up, you know, it's like one of those things. And eventually, you know, she like moves her hand and motions for the car to just pull out and she's picking things off of the grocery store floor that people are knocking over. And, you know, she's just tired of feeling like life is shit, you know, and then something happens to her and she's just like, this is the final straw and is like hell bent on, I guess, avenging what's been done to her. And, you know, there's this fucking neighbor that she has who embarks on this adventure with her. And, you know, the bottom line is she has this one moment where she's talking to one of the guys who did her wrong in some way. And she's like explaining why she's doing this. And she's like, I'm just, I don't want people to be assholes. All I want is for people not to be assholes. And there's a hummingbird dancing on my porch right now. female because it didn't have the bright pink chest it was really pretty um and so you know the whole movie is about her taking charge of her own life and saying like yeah I'm gonna be in the fucking driver's seat I'm gonna like take care of this thing that's you know I've been wronged for and I'm gonna try to make it better and you know get this confidence in life and stand up stand up and say, hey, no, I don't tolerate this shit. And it was funny because this movie was kind of like a very, like, Hollywood um, theatrical, (laughs) you know, embodiment of setting boundaries and choosing yourself. And it was just in my dreams last night that story kind of reflected a little more. It reflected in a more of a personal way, I should say. Um, It was... So, you know when you play at the arcade and there's that game where you have to throw a ball or roll the ball? Yeah, you have to roll the ball up this slope through the through the little hole in the grate to try to knock those like heads down. The one in my hometown has like little fuzzy clown things that they're shaped like a bowling ball. Yeah, and you gotta like roll the ball and knock them down. Well, that's kind of like what my dream was like. Like I was continually going through situations where I would stand up for myself and say, no, I don't tolerate this. No, thank you. You know, I'm walking away. And then it would just like a jack in the box there would just pop up another instance where I would have to yet again state a boundary. And by the end of the dream, I was just fucking exhausted. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and then I fucking pulled the, the head. When I flipped the 
flip the coin for boundaries. I'm like, oh my gosh. So obviously there's some things I need to solidify and, uh, you know, get stronger at in terms of boundaries. So the universe is presenting quite a few opportunities to make that happen, which is usually how it goes. Because you can't avoid shit in this life. It always comes and finds you. Well, I mean, you can, but you're pretty miserable while you do it. If you avoid it all your life and you dodge all the signs and the, you know, the opportunities for growth and advancement and all these things, like you just, I mean, some people like that. Some people like staying stuck and stagnant. It's comfortable for them because change is scary. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people. I mean, change is scary. Don't get me wrong to me sometimes when, depending on the change yet, I spent like 22 years avoiding signs and the last two developing my own language with the universe, with source, with God, whatever you want to call it. And it's sometimes frustrating trying to have to decode the signs. You know, I've been told, Farah, it's not that deep. Like, to me it is. To me it is. I saw this meme the other day. And I was just like, this. This is it. I'm going to put this on a fucking t-shirt and show everybody. This is why it is that fucking deep. And uh, it was a meme of like, you know, somebody walking down this staircase that led to this endless galaxy and spirals of light and all these things. And it's like you have so many people stuck in the simulation where their distractions feed their ego and their focus is determined on trends and fads. And the true seekers will open their eyes to see and realize the philosophy and intensity behind these distractions and distortions and break through them to embody their true purpose. I'm like, that's why it is that fucking deep to me, bro. Oh, it is raining hard. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it doesn't, it didn't even look like it was going to rain. It's one of those beautiful days where there's blue sky and you know, it's actually not even that cold, but yep, here it is. Here's the downpour. Let's go back to that. All I want is for people not to be assholes. Like, I agree. And sometimes, I mean, I think it depends on the level of assholery. You know, like you... You got to not tolerate certain shit that's being thrown at you. You got to stand up for yourself. But sometimes if you just play the polite poly card all the damn time, you just get walked over. Speaking as somebody who has like a platinum membership to the polite poly <laughs> distribution card center, you know, like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser, okay? So I understand. But sometimes you just, you gotta be a little mean. You gotta say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't tolerate that. No, just no. 
And that's how you get your strength and your wings back. And at the same time, like, if you have the energy, if you have the time, if you have the calling, if you see somebody who doesn't seem to be doing the best, like they're having a bad day or, you know, they're, they just look a little lonely, like, extend some kindness. Extend some, some light into their, into their life in that singular moment that you interact with them. it's a a shame to live your life feeling like you always have to protect yourself I mean yes there are things that you need to have protection from and at the same time where's the trust you know I think of like civilizations and cultures from way back in the day where it's like community was just the most normal and sacred thing and right now we're in such a time of division and divide and conquer and it's really it's really sad um, I think I've spoken before on like how do you know like what to say to somebody nowadays now I think I revise that statement and I say say what you want to say because the whole world is sensitive anyway so just, they're going to get offended you know, at least they're not just solely going to be offended by you. They'll probably be offended by everybody that they cross paths with that day. So just be you. Be yourself. Be fearless. So yeah, I don't feel at home anymore in this world cool movie if you need some visual representation on how to set boundaries and stand up for yourself you know it's an hour and a half of my time I'll never get back but I mean it there are worse things I've done an hour and a half so last things I was thinking about before falling asleep was you know how how do you manage all of the the different thoughts and the feelings and the sensations that come with being human and for me you know I gotta put basically gotta like put a costume to it you know I did theater growing up so I'm really familiar with acting and roles and putting together this creative piece that yeah maybe it's a temporary um what would you call that a temporary experience yet when you put something in the perspective of like okay I'm going to dress it up and call it this it helps the brain understand it a little better so I was thinking about archetypes right so the voice in my head that tells me to run disappear like fight for your life, go now, is like a rogue. They're like, they always want to do things on their own. You know, I've never played D&D, so don't, don't judge me here. These are my own perceptions of these archetypes, okay? I could be wrong, but um, the rogue is someone who's like, I'm just going to go off and do this battle on my own. Fuck you guys. Peace. And 
I think I've developed that that need from this this sense of always having to provide for myself and be toxically independent because I haven't had the most reliable people in my life. Um, don't get me wrong, like I've had some really kind souls cross my path. But they usually don't stick around or, you know, life happens and, you know, you drift apart or you move or someone else moves and it's just like, at the end of the day, all you really got is you. So, you know, the rogue in my head just starts like drill sergeant yelling at me, time to go, run, put your boots on, go. Like, it's just a boom, boom, boom. Grab your gear, out the door, no. And, um, then the paladin in me. <laughs> kind of makes a joke. It says, well, there, calm down. Don't you think you're kind of jumping the gun a little bit? Don't you think you're seeing some conclusions that may not actually be factual? Like, what if this opportunity is sent here to help you, and then you, in turn, help this person? And, uh... And you just wait and see. And you look out for yourself too, but you don't do it in the means of always needing to run. You're just aware that you may sometimes need to fight. I've, uh, I've had some pretty intense experiences with paladins in my life, you know one very specific trumps them all and I realize that we all in different seasons of our life embody these these archetypes um, but most recently the paladin that I knew had a savior complex that came from feeling like there was nothing he could do or was supposed to do but fight in a war and the war was always within his own mind uh, we parted ways in a very tragic sense. Yet, if there's one thing that I've learned, if you want to take your power back, learn to say thank you for all of the ways people show you different lessons in life, even if they're painful at the time. I grew up a lot because of this experience. I grew, I, I aged, I aged big time. Um, and, you know, for a while, I, I let the experience trample me. Like, all it was was yet another example of why the universe is trying to punish me. Ooh. Yeah, I had another one of those experiences not too long ago. And again, ooh. Sorry, the memory just hit, and it's, you know, when you think about something and it's not the most pleasant thing, and you're just like, oh, I'm there again, but it's like, nope, nobody, we're right here. You're safe. <sighs> yeah, I had an experience with somebody else from my past recently that um, really showed me how far I've come. Like, oh, I, uh, another case in point example. <laughs> 
Overthinkers manifest the things they overthink about. But uh, yeah, paladins. Important members in the party. I think they are the ones who have thought of every worst case scenario and how to uh, how to manage it. They just gotta learn how to do that for themselves too. magician in my brain is the one who, you know, I picture them as this wise spirit, not necessarily human, but it's the direct link to source, the creator, the universe, God. That's the one who continues to soothe my inner child when she wants to believe that magic is not real. The magician looks for those little moments of magic in our day-to-day -day life and reminds us that uh, <laughs> life's what you make it. Sorry, if you're in my age group, Anytime you say the phrase, life's what you make it, you will immediately get the image of Miley Cyrus singing on stage as Hannah Montana circa like 2009. Um, oh, Disney Channel. One of my friends has a, a five-year-old daughter and uh, it's funny because we, we sat and we watched Frozen 2, which I saw Frozen in theaters, like, I shit you not, like six or seven times. When that movie came out, I was... I was bewildered. I was awestruck by the story. And I just, you know, I just wasn't ready to see Frozen 2 when it came out. I wasn't ready. And so I waited. And that was such an incredible experience to feel giddy like a child again at all of the the music and the continuation of the plot development and all that. And there was this one song that Olaf sings about, it'll all make sense when I'm older, and I just started laughing because that's, that's such an important message to teach kids. And at the same time, I don't know if we'll ever understand. But it's nice to keep that hope alive. <laughs> Yeah, the magician. Think outside the box. What you see is not all there is to see. The priestess. That one is very close to my heart. It's a... Uh, it's a gift and an honor to be able to feel so deeply 
for those that you love and care for and hold close. And to want so badly to fix the world. And it is the journey of a lifetime to realize the only way that you fix the world is by fixing yourself. As I sip my coffee from my mug that says, Be the change you wish to see in the world, quoted by Gandhi. It is the most accurate thing if you want change bring about that change in yourself and watch the chain reaction happen around you. Just boldly be yourself. Tap into your power. See the divine connection in all things. See spirit in all things. It's hard to do right now, especially, my God. But as I watch this little bird flutter from branch to branch, you know, you gotta take time to look at the simple things in life and recognize the majesty and the beauty that is held within them. The wizard is the one who, you know, they sit at the, the round table with the clipboard and the fucking gavel and they're like, we got the plan. And I figured out the plan by sitting here and taking account for all outcomes and decisions the party could make. And here we go. Here's the plan. And everybody else in the room is like laughing and talking and then it's like pop, pop. And he gets the gavel on the table and he's like, yo, listen up. And then everybody's like, oh, okay time to get serious and so the wizard is like your voice of reason the wizard is the one who takes account for all possibilities and uh sees where some of them are like utter bullshit and uh like we need to rethink this strategy here and then you know listens and takes takes note of all all of the parties, you know, wants, wishes, hopes, dreams, ideas, categorizes them, sorts them, and finds the common denominator, and then creates the action plan. Yeah, you need a wizard. And then you got to have a bard. The bard is the one who, you know, is has the file folder of all of the inside jokes with yourself. So while you're going through this archetypal, you know, musical chair, Russian roulette sort of thing, the bard is playing the happy upbeat tune in the background and reminds you that this is all just one big game. And you make the rules. And yeah, there's going to be other people and other forces in life that try to take that power away from you by changing the rules and then bringing it back to boundaries. You can always say no to a certain extent. I mean, like, don't break the law or some shit. I mean, unless it's absolutely necessary. You know, I'm not going to judge until I know the full situation. But, uh, yeah, the bard is what keeps the, the laughter and the 
the desire to dance alive in people. Helps you flow. Helps you take it slow. Helps you lean in and relax and have fun. Can't take the bar too seriously, though. I wouldn't necessarily call the bard a very uh, determined archetype. That's where all the others come in. And then, you know, the warrior, it's different than a rogue, you know, like, or a paladin or any of that. The warrior is the one who guards your back. That's your sword of truth. That's your gear, that's your armor. A warrior can come through with that subtle voice, that quiet whisper of intuition. Warrior's looking out for you and cheers you on while you reach your highest potential. So yeah, those were my thoughts last night. <laughs> I probably laid awake for hours just contemplating all of that. Pretty intense stuff. What archetype are you embodying right now? For me, I'm finally stepping into the warrior. Because, you know, I said on the day of my 24th birthday this year that this is the year of putting myself first. I didn't realize with that declaration how hard it would be to stick to it. It's not an easy task. You got so many things coming up in life. Friends, family, work, obligation, societal pressures. to teach you that putting yourself first is selfish or self-centered. Fuck that shit. started writing more like actually sitting down and focusing on all these ideas bouncing around in my head trying to go deeper into them and 
actually make them into something like produced, you know, not just these ideas, trying to make them reality. It's a hard process. Working on a self-help self self-help book right now. Um, it's kind of a process of me trying to document all the things I've learned in the last two years. And let me tell you, it's bringing up a lot of shit. One of the most clear, uh, most important and easily forgotten lessons. Because we all know how easy it is to fall and play the victim, you know? It's been about the act of choice. You know, if we're talking about movies and TV, you choose the way that this movie is played out, what your plot line looks like, what your character development evolves into, who calls the shots, it's you. It's a big job. up and choose to have a poor mindset. Poor me. Woe is me. Life is happening to me. Or you can wake up Recognize your power and decide to happen to life. You can choose at any moment to change the way you look at things. You can say thank you to all the ones who've hurt you or helping shape your strength. You can say thank you to all the missed opportunities for your time not being wasted on things that weren't meant for you. Say thank you to the past version of yourself who was broken and beat down and applaud them for the strength that carried you through to get you to where you are now. There's so much opportunity all the time to say thank you. Yet, 
we forget. We forget that it's a miracle to even be alive. We forget the joy that we are destined to experience. The joy that happens when you are in the driver's seat and you tell that GPS where you want to go. Are you going to get distracted? Or do you want to reach your destination? If you made it this far, thank you for listening. If you're still here after two months of my absence, thank you. As you can see, I've had a lot to digest and process before I was ready to open up about it. I hope that you choose today as a good day. Whatever has happened to you so far today or in life in general. Watch what happens when you change your mindset. This has been Pharaoh with Face the Fearless. Catch you next time.